did you guys really think we would go through LGBTQ plus history month without having an episode on it? Period. Like <laughs> I know I know we've done it before, but I feel like you know, this is a month celebrating our existence. So of mm-hmm. course we're gonna talk about it. Yeah. And we don't need a month to talk about it anyway, but you know, here we are. An excuse. I know like on the last episode, I'm like, uh I don't want it to be a thing, but I feel like for this month, we can make it a thing. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, it can be a thing. And I think um, sometimes I do think making it a thing is okay because I still think we're at a stage within queer relationships that you still need to be talking about it and you still need to be pushing and promoting it. So um, as much as in our lives, it's not it's normal yeah it's it's not even a any question mark around it I still think there's reason in society at the moment to talk push plug promote wave that rainbow high yeah I mean like sometimes like do you I know I do sometimes I have these moments where I wake up I'm like I can't believe I'm like this I can't (laughs) believe (laughs) like I don't know is it weird like I have this like out of body experience I'm just looking at myself like wow I can't believe that you have so much power because of the sexuality <laughs> honestly you might have just <laughs> can you hear Edith joking oh my god what's she gagging on <laughs> as if that bitch just stole your light like that Thank you guys so much for coming back and listening to another episode from Jen and I. You know, you know that we love to just chat shit, but we're chatting about a really important topic this week. So yeah, appreciate it. And yeah, you guys can always join in the conversation. You can get in contact with us on our social medias. We're three in a bed pod. Uh, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and you can also get in the conversation via our email. So that's three in a pet three why do we always say our email wrong yeah I don't know I don't know it is three in a bed pod at gmail.com we would love to hear from you sometimes I'll just be chilling living my normal life and I look a cat and go oh my god yeah like as if you're a girl and as if some people in society look at this any different because I don't see this girl I just see a person that that I love so but yeah I think what you were talking about when it comes to like having this conversation publicly kind of ties in well to the article that we both read yeah that came out what maybe like at the end of last month yeah it was kind Um, of on the on the cusp wasn't it yeah so it was talking about two um players who play for uh the wasps wasps women's side um in the premiership uh megan celia and they were kind of just talking about what it was like well what it's like being in a 
uh, same-sex relationship, playing mm-hmm. rugby um, in in t- in today's in today's world and today's society. So, Jenna, I mean, like, what were your initial thoughts, kind of like reading that? It's funny. It's a funny one, right? Because kind of going back to what you said at the beginning, it blows my mind still that there's an issue at all. But yeah. um, I totally admire them for doing that interview because particularly because their sport is rugby there's such a taboo and a stereotype around female rugby players anyway um that we're all absolute massive lessers um not and wrong I think... but yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I probably didn't help the stereotype there yeah <laughs> I admire them coming forward and normalizing um their relationship and and I think from personal experience I have known some girls within rugby teams who are dating each other to keep it secret because they haven't wanted um their relationship to be public knowledge because I don't know maybe they think um it's unprofessional or they never want to rise to the stereotypes I think it's a combination of all those reasons but um I just think it was so great that Megan Celia came on to like yeah normalize that shit and say we're we're here we have a healthy um player um girlfriend relationship they keep it professional always um like a lot a lot of them have said like their teammates have said unless you know them you'd never know that they were dating they always keep it professional and that you can have a successful relationship and be teammates at the same time I feel like that's something you can speak to from personal experience as well. Yeah, actually, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, me and Kat played rugby together. It was at university level, um, at a lower level than, you know, Megan Celia are playing at. But um, I think it helped me and Kat were different positions. I was a forward, she was a back. So we really came into, you know, each other's space when, we, when we're playing. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's certainly when she was telling you to hit a ruck or something like you know what I mean that's piss off cat yeah like it certainly had its moments like cat you know cat she can get in these little moods but no yeah me and cat managed to make it work and you leave your shit at home and I think with rugby one thing I know for sure about rugby is whether you're in a relationship with anyone or not like your friends as players and in order to keep a healthy friendship and player relationship uh friendship and teammate relationship you need to keep the shit on the field because like yeah, things sure. can get real aggy in training and I think that translates into your relationship as well like in rugby yeah. on the field nothing's personal um you can say stuff in the heat of the moment and you just gotta leave that shit there so um if you can apply that into your romantic relationship as well then yeah sure of course it can work and there's damn nothing That's wrong with it true. Yeah, I think, yeah, what you said about, like, like, leaving stuff on the pitch, like, it's a stressful 80 minutes, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Um, And I couldn't imagine what it's like, like, playing a premiership game as well. So, mm. especially, like, Meg, since she plays 10, do you know what I mean? Like, that's a lot. <laughs> a lot of pressure. But I think it just, it talked to the importance still that even in... 20 like 21st century 2021 the importance of uh, the visibility of um lgbt relationships in the public sphere like it's still so important and i think for people who are in um a comfortable gay relationship you can forget actually how 
um, influential, you speaking up about your like your love life and your sexual feelings like the effect that that can have on someone who's not living such a comfortable life yet and I think I take that for granted I feel very comfortable in my sexuality um I have supportive family um friends so like I don't really think about it and you cut you you take it for granted but I think you seeing stuff like this in the media you realize how important it is that we should all still be talking about this yeah I mean just going off what you said like how like sometimes you don't know like you just living your life can impact people so I would say that you know me at the beginning of uni before uni I would like look at people or like women just like living their lives right and I'd be like oh my god wow the freedom the power that that has like mm. I want that for myself and like even and I've and I've always said this like when I joined um rugby at uni and just kind of saw how normal yeah it all was like yeah. it kind of like encouraged me I was like oh okay like, this isn't this isn't wild like because I live such a sheltered life right mm. I always thought that this like other lifestyle was, <laughs> was just like, like this re- yeah literally <laughs> like upside down cross like it was all like really satanic and it's like no these people like also study with me they also like um play sport with me like they're very much normal people living normal lives there's just this one aspect about them mm. that you know differs from you know the social norm do you know what I mean yeah but yeah I just feel like just being around people just kind of just doing them Mm. it was probably like it was very impactful to me so yeah I can I can only imagine what like articles um like uh the Megan Celia's one in the Telegraph has done for like younger Mm. you know queer people kind of like looking at that as well but also when I saw it on Instagram I was like oh go on like number one the telegraph do you know what I mean like the Mm. reach that that has is 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 amazing as well and the the reach that yeah the reach like you said as a result of that it's now hit so many headlines Um, and also in celebration of this month, the um, American footballer Megan Sapino, I think that's how you pronounce her name, and her partner, I'm not sure if they're married or, or ever, so I was called partner, they yeah. were the cover of this month's GQ Modern Lovers edition. Yeah, I have a real problem. Not yeah. a problem with that, that they're on the head, on the, um, on the cover of GQ. That's great that's fantastic yeah yeah it's really good like you say there's some stuff to unpick there yeah so before I start slagging off um (laughs) you know like I think again just the representation Mm. of of them being in GQ number one like as women in sport I think it's great to see I know Mm. that like in America like they um support women's soccer way more than they do here way yeah. more like it's an actual like proper culture mm-hmm. um but also so yeah so having two well I don't know if her partner is a athlete but yeah, yeah. At least, she's, like, she's um professional basketball player 
Oh, then that's great. So having yeah. two like female athletes um, on the front cover of GQ, let alone them being in a relationship with each other, that's mm-hmm. like double representation. Yeah. But for me, mm-hmm. GQ. Here it is. Modern lovers. I don't, it doesn't really sit well with me. There's no because, need to add that bit. There's no yeah, need. Yeah, like it's just lovers and I don't know what it is but it kind of implies that this you know how like it implies that this sort of relationship is a new way for human beings yeah it's like a new trend a new fad like oh this is like the new modern way of 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 loving so like you know this this is the future but it's always been yeah it's always been and we as people made it an issue so yeah yeah there was yeah. no need for them to add that bit as good and as brilliant as that publicity and visibility is it just feels like one step forward like one step forward two steps back sort of thing just... yeah for sure and I think but it it kind of shows like in terms of like the media and like social I don't know social consciousness like how people like still view queer relationships do yeah you know what I mean yeah because it's like oh yeah we're really really accepting of this like new thing and you know how you hear like older people say oh like I don't know why everybody is like turning like gay or turning queer or or whatever and I, I think I saw like an article um maybe online saying oh uh, this generation is like the gayest generation ever mm. and I saw like loads of people commenting saying like it's not like it's not like it's not it's not in any more gayer society it's just people are finding the right language the right um the right environment to one maybe come to terms with it themselves and also secondly feeling comfortable to outwardly live that life and they're two very separate things um but yeah I saw that as well and it yeah I think there's there was that phase of um I don't know maybe being bisexual was cool trend and there's a lot to be said about that but yeah I I think that there's this aspect of seeing like non-hetero sexuality as a trend or a fad Mm. or something that's really contemporary when it's something that's like really ancient do you know what I mean yeah like I know you know the ancient Greeks like they had loads of queer queer love I even saw like something you don't do you know Joe Lysett that um British yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so he was I was watching like some of his videos today and he was talking about how he was writing a screenplay you mean you mean Hugo Boss no yeah (laughs) yeah exactly um but Hugo was writing a screenplay about like gay pirates and like apparently there was such thing as like pirates when they were when they were out out at sea having like a form of marriage with each other where they'd share like um bank accounts they'd sleep in the same bed obviously love all of that kind of stuff and I was like wow you like he learned something new that wasn't from the video that was actually a comment underneath the video Mm. um because someone had done some research but my whole point is is that this ain't nothing new GQ okay further in that point for my dissertation for my undergrad I was exploring basically the representation of homosexuality within 
uh, performance in theatre, but in Russia. And come so, on, thesis, let's go mm, first class. Mm, Period. Um, <laughs> and um, obviously, I was looking into the past, and as a rule, Russia is a very, very homophobic country. Um, yeah. But it hasn't always been that way. Sodomy was a thing a long time ago in Russia and was a long time ago even in a country like that and you know it's society for formulating these these rules and um stuff that that made it into into what it is today so yeah mate people people have been doing this for centuries more than centuries we've been doing this been doing this do you know what I mean but yeah I just that that was my gripe mm. with the whole GQ thing, but on the whole, like, yeah, claps, snaps. It's very, very, very good to see. One thing that um I asked you not that long ago was um like trying to think back to any gay role models that we had growing up. And actually it got me thinking as well, watching an episode of Drag Race when people yeah. were thinking about who their queer role models were when they were growing up and there weren't many were there to be fair no I literally if I know I'm, who if yours I'm were I think on the spot right now like I don't I don't have any like any celebrities that are oh, yeah. really my role models do you know what I mean yeah but I'd say I'd say like my role models would be my friends that were out before me do you know what I mean there's two there's two very influential females in your life. Who you and Kat? Oh yeah, oh my god. Okay. So in real life, no, I don't have any like role models. But there were two fictional characters, Brittany and Santana from Glee. Oh. That ugh, when I say like changed my life changed they saved my life even that show and I, people slag it off all the time because I love Glee like I will sing a Glee <laughs> cover before the original and that's on period I don't care I will do that but okay but back to Britney and Santana like there's their, their storyline of Santana like um struggling with who she was them falling in love from being best friends to it was just the exclusion me, from her family oh yeah that too it was a lot and I was like sis I relate like mm. all of that and I just the representation I, I needed to see that growing up because I just didn't understand what was going on with myself mm. and that just really just put into words and visualized what I was and what I wanted to have do you know yeah. what I mean like I I'm sure they were there I'm sure those there were some there must have been surely some yeah. people some females outwardly living as gay when we were younger but um I just don't remember it and I really think it would have made such a difference so um thinking bringing that back to now there's such I mean, we've got a long way to go, don't get me wrong, but we should mm. acknowledge change and progression. Um, and there's much more people in the public eye um, that are happy now living out. Like, for example, Jojo Siwa this year recently. Do you know who she is? Mm -hmm. Basically a YouTube sensation. I'm sure she appeared on Dance Moms as well. 
basically she's like a teenager on crack like she's super hyper everything's oh wait the bisexual colorful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 now i know who you're talking about okay now I do yeah so she i think she's i thought she was younger than this but i've checked it out she's 17 and she came out as bisexual and introduced her fans and viewers whatever to her girlfriend this year and her target audience is you know it can reach quite low and i think yeah. I don't want to use the word brave because it shouldn't be brave. It should just be a thing she can do. But I think I really appreciate her doing that. And the frustrating thing is, obviously, 99.9% of her viewers loved it. They didn't care. They just liked that she was happy. But obviously, there's parents chipping in, um, saying that it's going to... What, change their child? It's going to change their child, yeah. Child, if that were true... If that were true, okay, there would be absolutely zero queer people right now because mm. the media or everything that we see is so heteronormative. Like, relax. Do you know what I, I don't mm. I feel like one 17-year-old on your TV screen is not gonna send your child down the rainbow. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Relax, relax. Ooh. And I think going back to creating a world where you feel safer in and a world that you can relate to more and find yourself in um, goes back to what we're told, I wouldn't say told, what we're forced to believe to be true when we're young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like we've talked about sex education before um, and how heteronormative that can be. Um, but one thing I found out recently is that as of September 2020 it is now compulsory for schools to include some sort of homosexual inclusion into their sex education program so it follows quite a from what I am aware it follows quite a strict you know program um mm-hmm. But there is now some inclusion of more than just a nuclear heteronormative relationship into sex education. And is that in all schools? Because you know you've got religious schools out there. Yeah, I, I, if I'm honest, I don't know if there's a clause that they can use to get out of. But it is yeah. now compulsory. So they they actually um, trialed it in a school in Birmingham. Um, and there's quite a diverse culture in Birmingham. And there was yeah. a lot of controversy about it. And people were saying that you're damaging my child, et cetera, et cetera. And this in primary schools, okay, I'll add. So this is a, um, mm. a program that they're adding into primary schools. And people saying, um, my child should never be exposed to this, et cetera, et cetera. One thing I should add, a disclaimer. So this isn't about teaching your child how to have gay sex. It's merely making them aware that different sort of relationships exist. Yeah, exactly. And not that extends further than from just having two mums or two dads. It may just be um, a child from an adopted family or a child who has a single mum, a single dad. It's just moving away from the norm. But, like, don't you think it's very interesting, right? Mm. I was thinking this to myself. Um, you, you know, you, you've watched Pose, haven't you? Mm. Right, so, um, you know the actress for Electra. Mm-hmm. 
her name is Dominique Jackson and she was saying that and I find and I was thinking this as well like whenever people think about like homosexuality or queerness in general they always sexualize it it's always straight to oh but how do they have sex yeah what do they do in bed like Um, why like why is that your first thought do you know what I mean like why are you thinking about what other people do in bed and then get mad at that you're thinking about what I'm doing in in your in in your home and then you're getting mad about something that you think I'm doing right now that's my business that is very strange and there's that um there's the link and the push to making a um, homosexual relationship sexual where there isn't necessarily that jump that leap in hetero relationships but like in in this new program that they're introducing like it talks about a boy who feels like he doesn't belong and wants to dress up as a mermaid um it talks about two male penguins who want to raise a baby chick together (laughs) so cute it's so cute so wholesome and like we talked about you remember having a girl who you were really good friends with when you were in school who had two mums um Imagine how isolating and confusing that can be for that child when everyone else around them is made to feel like you don't like your parents don't exist and like shouldn't exist. That's actually really, really. That's actually such a good point. I never actually thought about how she felt from her point of view. I've I've always always thought about what I thought about her parents. You know what I mean? Um. That's why I loved. I wish I found it. Ask her actually. Now that you said that, that's why I love. Like, found it so fascinating that you that your school touched upon um, IVF as a form of conception. Because (laughs) I, yeah, I wonder if they included it in your class because they knew they had a girl there who, you know, was conceived that way because. I, correct me if I'm wrong anyone who was in my school but um I don't ever remember them touching on that when I was in school and we were the same age so we would have been having sex ed at the same time yeah maybe that was a conscious decision by my school but my school was pretty like I don't know like progressive mm. like, although although we what's the word sang our christian songs doing it doing us doing assembly yeah we were very inclusive of all cultures and all kind of like family family units you know what i mean mm, so good. yeah maybe maybe that was a conscious decision um but i definitely don't feel like that's the norm around around the uk especially especially considering like you didn't have it like i would have thought because I had it and I was just like some random primary school in London mm. that most people would but yeah yeah I mean but I'm not shocked thanks guys for joining us and listening to us for this conversation that we've had today join us next time bye, bye.